the Guineas, Lindemann coming back on Pericles. I want to be somebody to someone. And if the sun starts setting, the sky goes cold. Your boy on a ha, can't handle a dry track. Look at him go. Your boy on a rip clear to win it by five lengths to Monophilia. Somebody to someone, someone to Lays it down to converge, and the big A Animo puts the head in front, rattling home his fangirl. Animo's George Ryder. But Shinzo and Ryan Moore have drawn clear to win the Golden Slipper. Common James Cannonball and Maria Mia wins the Group One Galaxy. Oh, hugs and tears. It was like walking away from a good buffet. You were full <laughs> yesterday. You got everything. Everything was on the menu. Oh, 21,000 people, which is pretty good. Uh, in the modern day, and boy, there's some stories out of the, out of the day, obviously, the Sinchinzo Sin, Sin situation. Mm. And um, boy, have we got a race coming up, this Queen Elizabeth Stakes. I'll be honest, I think it's the first day since I haven't been riding that I actually wished I was. Yeah. Just walking onto that track, like it was just the feeling that it w was there yesterday, it was just unreal. You don't lose the competition, do you? No, it's, definitely uh, not. No. Some days, maybe on a, a cold June <laughs> Wednesday, you can take it or leave it. Yep. But Golden Slipper Day, being there at Rose Hill, the atmosphere, there's something different. It is. It was very different and it was just, it was good to have that feeling back at the races. Uh, what was the highlight? I can don't you know. pick one? No, no. It started with Lindemann, that's just bold tactics for me. Mm. Um, and then... It went on and on. You know, you had the Ryan Moore situation, you know, coming into town. He's a big name, big world name. Bang, bang. Two big, big group ones. The Tyler Schiller situation was another one. Mm. And there's there's more. Uh, the master of the tried horse, Joe Pride, a six-year-old mare mm. um, who they bought to go to Extravagant. Uh, don't worry about running her. And she is a group one winner and I might even race another season. It, 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 there's lots of stories which... What do you say? I think the Tyler Schiller story for me. I mean, I know I've been helping the kids out, but yeah. just... He was narrowly beaten a couple of weeks ago. And to come back in such a short time and mm. still being an apprentice, mm. it's, it's, a big, it's a big thing for yeah. a kid, you know, to ride a group one winner. You know, like, oh, I know Damien Oliver and jockeys like that, you know, the Darren Beedmans, but in this era, to, to be an apprentice and ride a Group 1 winner mm. against so, that calibre of riders. Mm. I think it's a massive feather in his cap. And, and Dylan Gibbons, the other oh, yeah. young gun, he runs second <laughs> in a Group 1 and it took Ryan Moore to beat him. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. exactly. And uh, in this apprentice situation, you know, it, it, Schiller's really holding his own mm. with a, you know, that, those couple of winners yep. yesterday. And it's not easy because the other two boys have got claims still. Correct. And um, it's, it's not going to be easy for him, even though he's got a good little buffer there at mm. the moment. But he just keeps chipping away, chipping away. I, he's getting some well, I think it's great for those kids as well. They're, they're competing against each other. Yep. If there's just one kid out in front, you know, like, and, you know, 
no one's chasing him. It doesn't yeah. put any pressure on him. But the three of them, or the four of them, yeah. uh, together, bouncing off one another, uh, it's great competition. And they're, and they're friends, aren't they? Yeah. They're pretty they're close. They're very good friends. Yep. I saw sure, Rhys sure, Jones. Sure. <laughs> no, I saw Rhys Jones come out of the room. <laughs> Rhys Jones come out of the room, and all, all he did there, he just waited for Tyler to come yep. past. He wanted to say congratulations. Yep. Well, he waited, I reckon, 20 minutes, because Tyler went on a tour of the mounting yard, <laughs> and then had to go to the presentation. He was still waiting yeah. there before they came out for the next. Yeah. Yeah. But no, there is no. a camaraderie there. Yeah, yeah, yeah there of course. Is. There has to be. Don't be a cynic. Well, uh, Reese Jones probably standing. Maybe if you get off for two rides in one race, can you get me on the other one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll be happening. Don't worry. That'll be happening. Let's go to the full replay of the Golden Slipper. Let's uh, see how Shinzo won the world's richest race for two-year-olds, a race worth $5 million. And they're ready. And the gates are back. They're off. And learning to fly has missed the kick. She's second last and jumping very swiftly. Arkansas Kid wide out with Platinum Jubilee exploring right on the scene. Steel City settles in fourth and Cylinder pushing through on the rails. Blanc de Blanc's pretty handy to the leading division, followed then by Don Corleone. Shinzo's whipping up on the rails. They're followed after two lengths to Empire of Japan, getting up on the inside of Little Bros. King's Gambit in a three-wide position. Further back to Barber, learning to fly third last from Lazago. And militarised as last of all, exploring heads them up down the side from Arkansas Kid. Back in the field, Lazago being eased out of the race. Steel City in third. Cylinder fourth on the rails from Platinum Jubilee. Then came Blanc de Blanc Shinzo on the rails as they straighten up. And at big odds, exploring shows the way. Behind the outside, Arkansas Kid. Cylinder roofs up on the inside. Hard on the inside. Shinzo starting to run on. Cylinder takes the lead of the 200 from Shinzo giving chase. Cylinder, Shinzo and right down the outside with a big run late is M. Baker coming home hard Kings Gambit but Shinzo and Ryan Moore had drawn clear to win the Golden Slipper. Shinzo beat Cylinder, Kings Gambit third, Don Corleone fourth at Empire Japan. Rodia, let's start talking about these uh, Golden Slipper moments. Uh, firstly with the winner Shinzo, Ryan Moore, Chris Waller has now done everything. He's he now has. done everything. He has. Every, he, everyone is saying, oh he hasn't won a slipper, he hasn't won a slipper and he's had confidence. He, this is the most I've ever heard him talk up a two-year-old yeah. all the way through um it, just to pick him up on the right day it's yeah. his that's his asset chris he, do, he knows how to get one ready for a grand yeah. final he left last week all the sectional time experts say he's got no hope yeah. of beating steel city um on on the times that they yeah. ran but it's all about timing that's right and and we didn't factor in a lot of people didn't factor into the county's performance last week coming from last on a day you couldn't come from last yeah. so all that fits in and um well, barrier one, and here he is. He's not last. Yep. He finds himself in an absolute I perfect position. That was the only negative I thought going into the race yep. was the barrier one because this horse needs room. We've seen that two starts back at Ramwick when he was cluttered up. It wasn't bad, but you could just tell he was reluctant to be in there. He didn't want to be there. Last time out, he got all the room that he needed. And I just thought in that slow run race last uh, last week, when he when he pushed the button from about the 500, how quick he was to come up around them. Um, oh, again, I had him on top. I just thought he was the winner. How many Golden Slipper winners find the fence at some stage in the race? It's a lot. Yes. A lot. They a find the fence at some stage. Yep. A lot. Uh, but he's just his finishing speed here. The cylinder, well, he's had every possible. You yep. can't, you know, you might be praising, you know, Ryan Moore, and so we should be. Yep. But... Oh, he... To have the pressure of riding the favourite and giving it a run like that, yep. um, feather in 
McDonald's cap. It's his job and he did it very, very well without the result uh, that he wanted. But he still went down, I think, in a blaze of glory. King's Gambit. Well, is he the one that's got excuses? Wide no cover. Wide no cover. Got melted. Lost the plot. Lost yep, the plot in enclosure. It melted. But even before he left, uh, left the enclosure. So I think he was one of the runs of the race. Myself. Uh, Corey, let's talk about the, the, the fall and, and we'll, we'll have a look at it from a couple of angles. Here's the helicopter shot. Back in the field, you're going to see Learning to Fly's jockey, Chad Schofield, come off. Now, Little Bros is just in front of Learning to Fly, back yep. there, uh, fifth and third last. Learning to Fly gets onto the heels of Little Bros, cannons into the rail, Chad Schofield comes off, and McAvoy, riding Lazago, goes over the top of Schofield, mm. back in the field. Chad Schofield's okay, he's got soft tissue uh, injuries. Corey, here it is from another angle. Yeah, here. Pink cap learning to fly, little bros in the Lindsay Park colours. Just really, really unlucky. Um, the positioning of where Chad is and little bros, Michael D, you can see his horse just wanting to wander back into the fence, but naturally the horses, like learning to fly, she thinks that that run's gonna be totally taken away from her. It's like a funnel. So she's brushed the fence, checked herself. <clears throat> it's just like it's unfortunate, yeah. you know, the positioning that he was in. But it, it's no blame of any rider, I don't think. No. Um, and spare a thought for Kira McAvoy too, because he's riding Lazago. He's gone over the top of Schofield. What he must have been thinking, oh. not knowing what's behind him after he's... Well, I didn't realise until I watched the chopper shot when I got here this morning how bad it looked. So I wonder why Kieran actually pulled the horse out of the race. But after seeing that, it's totally understandable why he did it. it was, Chad was really, really lucky, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, just, just on the stewards report, and, and you know they, they use severely checked a couple of times, which is understandable. In electing not to issue a charge of careless riding against Michael Dion Little Bros, stewards were satisfied that he made sufficient endeavour to prevent his mount from shifting in, yep. and that the incident was due primarily to the racing manners of Little Bros, which was racing in a clockwise direction for the first time. Schofield examined by the medical officer um, and advised he was found to have sustained soft tissue injuries. And these babies, you know, these baby two-year-olds, and, and she would have felt that rather. Yep. And then she's reacted and come out yep. thinking, what's that? Mm. Uh, so I think that's come, it's a bit of everything. Yeah. It was unfortunate, but it's a it, bit of everything. And Lazago, I believe, is okay. And learning to fly, speaking to Annabelle uh, for a moment there after the race, she said she was quite lame. Okay. So yeah. we, we don't know more about learning to fly yeah. this morning. Well, she's a very valuable filly. I think she went to the equine centre just for overnight for yeah, obviously for scans and make sure everything's okay with her. But she would have knocked herself there. And, yeah. and yeah. you can understand that she's a bit lone, but hopefully she's okay because she's a star filly. So the Coolmore group, uh, in one way celebrating, they've won a golden slipper, which they've always wanted to do with a cult. And the best bred cult in the race. And their best filly is out the back and they don't know how she's going to be. Yeah. Chris Waller wins the slipper with Shinzo and he's got another horse being pulled up out the back Lazago. There were bittersweet moments there yeah. for those camps. Um, let's, go and, uh, let's go and hear from everyone. Chris Waller, uh, Ryan Moore and all the jockeys behind Shinzo. Yeah, it's one of those moments. Um, as you know, I get pretty caught up in in the emotion of winning races but honestly it's it's a, there's so many great races on our calendar every year and um having runners in that it's a privilege training here in australia is a privilege <laughs> it gets me more emotional than golden so that what a special cult 
He's a very good coach, yeah, and I appreciate the owners for entrusting me, not just with him, but a lot of other good horses, valuable horses, and I guess that takes things to a different level um, of pressure. Um, they need results, and um, yeah, they chose me to train, try and, try and find a Group 1 Golden Slipper winner, and we've managed to do it for them. How much have you changed as a trainer as far as two-year-olds are concerned? Because there was a time where you didn't train a winner until April, and it was the Brisbane Carnival, the latecomers, but you had to reinvent yourself. It's only March now. <laughs> it's only March now, yeah. but, you, but you've, no, you've I, now I, turned I, into trainer of Breeders' Plate winners too. Yeah, we haven't changed a lot. We've got better quality horses to train that, are, that come earlier, and I won't change my training model. Um, and I respect those two-year-old trainers, but I like to give them a bit of time, and they've been so good to me, so it's hard to change it. Do you realise now what's so special about this race, now that you've won it? <laughs> um, I do. I, I, I've, I've watched more Golden Slippers than anyone my age, from a young age. Some from New Zealand, some from Kimble Grange, some from Newcastle. Um, I guess one or two sitting at home. So I know it's a big deal and I respect it. Fantastic race to win and I was very fortunate to... Tom, Tom called last week and um, sort of said, would you be interested in coming down? And uh, look, I, I'm very lucky to get on the horse today. Who's Chris obviously brought along slowly. He, he was impressive last week. He's a horse that's going the right way. And uh, I'd, I'd say six furlongs around here probably isn't his ideal conditions, but he's, he's shown he's got the pace to do it. When he goes a bit longer, then uh, he should have a, an exciting future. He looks a beautiful horse. What feel does he give you? Classy horse. He um, he stepped good. That they, they went they went along early, but then he got comfortable and they pulled the pace up and travelled beautifully onto the back of uh, Cylinder into the straight. And he always felt like he was going to run down the second horse. Um, it was uh, look. I, I'm just uh, I'm very lucky. The horse has been prepared. I've done nothing and we got the draw and everything worked out. And uh, I'm just fortunate. Like I had the horse to um. For, for it all to, all, all to come off. James McDonald's cylinder. Yeah, he ran beautifully. He tried hard. Everything worked out beautifully for him. But just a real strong horse overcoming the lake. Mark Zara, um, King's Gabbard. Yeah, look, he ran a great race. Um, a little bit wide for majority, but he relaxed really well. Um, the sort of winner's got the break on us. Winner and second horse got the break on us, but he uh, finished off well. Hugh Bowman, Don Corleone. I thought he acquitted himself really well. Sam Clippin and Empire of Japan. Yeah, he's run out of his skin and picked up a bit of prize money, so he's done a good job. Damien Lane, Blanc de Blanc. She ran well. She tried as hard as she could and gave her all. Giant McNeil, Arkansas kid. He flew the start, so made the decision to go forward and um, he just struggled going this way today. Mick D, Little Bros. He just struggled to maintain the bridle the whole way and tight quarters. He actually raced quite green, to be honest, so, yeah, a bit disappointing. Nashrawilla Barber. Yeah, he just um, didn't, didn't have much of his way, to be honest. He might have come down to it. Brenton Abdullah exploring. Uh, no, look, she was disappointing. She sort of just start, jumped a bit awkward, um, showed her speed, but she never really sort of come up underneath me, so uh, I just forget she went wrong. Regan Bayless, Still City? Yeah, the barrier told him then. She just had to do too much work on a, on a wide run, but the owners have had a lot of fun. Tim Clark, Platinum Jubilee? Yeah, she came across and got into a nice spot. <clears throat> Probably raced a fraction keen for 100 or so, but then settled down nicely, but maybe just at the end of a prep. She's had a long prep. Ryan Maloney, Militarise? 
Uh, unfortunately, whatever contention we're, we had uh, got taken away from us when we caught, caught it in the backwash, but it's come through on scale, so obviously he's got the uh, size to contend with and hopefully he can figure in that. Karen McAvoy, Lazago. Yeah, poor little deer. She was lucky to stay on her feet. It was uh, bad interference and she caught the, nearly the worst of it. A lot of things can go wrong for jockeys out there on the track. Uh, one of the worst things to happen is when your saddle slips. And here's how far back it went, Corey, <laughs> for the slipper winner Shinzo and Ryan Moore. And it's amazing how often when it does go back, you're in a close finish. So you yeah. have to actually keep riding and pushing as hard as you can. And it's, it's a scary position because Ryan would have known how far that saddle was back. Because he's got no breastplate on it. He's obviously, Ryan's not a heavyweight rider, but he's sort of mid-range and it's light gear, little saddle, no breastplate. So... And the, yeah. and the breastplate is there for? The breastplate actually holds the saddle, it loops around the girth and goes around the horse's chest. So if the saddle does go back, it'll grab on the horse's chest and stop it from going back any further, but he hasn't got it on there. Okay, to give you a comparison, here's a close-up of Animo and his, the position of his girth. Correct, and you can see oh, he's only got a neck strap on it, but um, just below uh, where the red piece of James' boot is, that's where the... Um, breastplate connects to the saddle and then goes around where the, where the actual neck strap is. So just quickly go yeah. back and forth here and just, just to see how... <laughs> Look at the saddle cloth. Look at the number cloth, yeah. yeah the number cloth rump. gives so you the best guide. You know what? A very Two more inches, that oh. saddle goes off. That's back. He's off. Yep. Two more inches, because obviously it, gets, uh, it goes under the belly and it's, it's going to just Well, I t I'll tell you, if, that, if, that, if you... I'm not, and I'm not saying just a colt, but if that had been a filly, I reckon that it would have bucked. Yep. Because a lot of fillies or mares, if the saddle slips That's back right. like that, it when you get back them. near their flank, it pinches them, and they, they more often will buck before the colt will. And, the, and, the, and the, another big issue with this, if I'm shocked that the padding didn't come out. <laughs> yeah. And that would have been a weight issue and disqualification. Yeah. If, if you had a little lead bag or a, yeah. uh, you know, a towel underneath yeah. that, that saddle, it, it could have easily just flew off. We've yeah. seen it happen no, it before. Does it. Yeah, it does it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> what a disaster that would have yeah. been. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> the, uh, so the Colts were 50 million. Well, <laughs> and he almost wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, would, would have been a big, uh, big, dis yeah. a big right. difference. That's uh, for sure. The, they wanted to win a slipper, Coolmore. They've won races all over the world. Tom Magnier. Tom Magnier from Coolmore. You got Ryan Moore to come out for this ride. Have you hatched a better plan than that in your life? No. Um, when I spoke to Ryan last week, in fairness, he was delighted to come out. Um, we had dinner last night and he goes, I love that draw. Um, he rode the horse on Thursday and he loved him. Uh, I'm just so proud of the team at the farm. Uh, we have an unmerciful team at Coolmore and they begged me not to sell this foal and yearling. And to the people who bought in in our syndicate, they're our dear friends. And just this is for the people on the farm who've got up tirelessly every day and they work so hard. This is what the team at Coolmore have done. They're just different gravy and you know they bred this we bred this horse on the farm and I am so thankful to everything they did. There'll be a big night into Jerry's Plains Tavern tonight, I can tell you that. I was gonna ask you what the celebration would be like. That Jerry's Plains Tavern is a fairly big place, might not be big enough. Jeez, it'll be it'll be fantastic. I'm just so delighted. Chris's first golden slipper winner and Ryan and it's magic. You've ticked it off now. You said it was number one or two on the world list. What's more? Oh listen I love Australian racing, it's the best in the world, um, you know, but we've got a very, you know, we're breeding these good horses on the farm and 
Listen, I suppose let's enjoy today and I'm just so thankful to everybody uh, at the ATC for putting on a wonderful day's racing. We loved it and we're delighted to be here and listen, we're fortunate to win today. But listen, at the end of the day as well, it's St. Patrick's weekend, so the luck of the Irish shone through. Now listen, <laughs> um, they should have all been full of Guinness oh, day after boy, St. Patrick's Day. How did they get up and go to the races? I wonder how they are this morning. Yeah, I was about to say, this morning might be a little bit different. They might be full this morning. They delayed St. Patrick's Day for 24 hours oh, to celebrate. What a weekend. Uh, what a week. What a weekend. Uh, here's Paul Snowden uh, after the performance of third and fourth Kings Gambit on Calling Own. Full credit to the staff, everyone involved at home, because it's a big team effort to sort of get these horses to, to run that well on this day. And um, no, they did a terrific job and, and more, than, more than happy with how they've, they've finished and Probably a little, little bit um, unlucky at certain times. A few of them, Kings Gambit, got a little bit too far back, and obviously on the good tempo, just had to make a long run, and um, yeah, he looked a winner at some stage down the straight. But that run was going to tell at some stage, and everything's getting off the fence, and they go back there late in the day, which is probably in all our thoughts it was going to happen, um, providing that ground was opened up, and now it's starting to dry out. You can never be sure until it pans out, but that always looked like a good form race going into it coming out of it, it should be the same. Oh, look, as long as they pull up well enough, I was so happy with Empire Japan. You know, he was never an 80 to 1 chance going to slipper because he just doesn't have that tempo in his races and the lead-ups and today we got it and, you know, a lot of horses exceeded probably a little bit more than what they should have, but they're all decent horses in their own right. Do they progress to 1400? I think we'll probably know by Wednesday or Thursday next week, but I like to think Don Corleone's going to be there. King's Gambit will, and, and Empire Japan will have a think about. Well, here's the size. The, the, the two days of the championships, the races are shaping up beautifully. Yeah. And we, we don't know. We will not know uh, who's going to the size. It depends on how all of these two-year-olds pull up. But at this stage, if this happens... What a rematch. Yep, mm. that's for sure. Shinzo, yeah, the way he hits the line. Cylinders, eh, they'd have some thinking to do there. 1,400. It's not a f hard 1,400 at Ramwick. And then the new ones. Oh, well, Don Corleone, he looks the 1,400 metre horse. He just found the 1,200 too sharp yesterday. And obviously, King's Gambit mm. um, had excuses there yesterday. And I, I love this little horse here, Godzilla. Uh, but he's got some improvement to come and it's hard to gauge these horses that are peaked and the ones that are still um, way plenty to offer. Mm. Rightio, that's the size. Now we're going to take a break. When we come back, at 3.15 yesterday, Dubai Honor threw down the gauntlet to Animo. At 4 o'clock, he responded. 45 minutes of wonderful action coming up. We'll condense it to about five. So the Golden Slipper was a, a great race and the, the hype around the Slipper, it's always there no matter what. But this year the build-up to that Golden Slipper was made by these two horses. 3.15 was the uh, start time of the Ranvet and William Haggis does it again. He produces Dubai Honour. Ryan Moore, two rides at the meeting, two Group 1s. Mm. This is Group 1 win number 169. Shinzo became 170 in his career. Now, William Haggis. <laughs> How does Good. he keep doing this? I don't know. He just knows what's needed here. Some trainers don't, and some do. 
and obviously he's getting good advice and or he's, he's got a good handle on things which he should have with, with the results that he's had but boy you'd have to you'd have to say it's the win of the day oh without a doubt like yeah. he just look mate, at the margin he puts in good we, we think or they're good horses she's no slouch montefilia no way you know like it's can we put this to bed about you know who who this horse beat she won four group ones montefilia mawanga's won two including a rose hill guineas um gold trips won a melbourne cup yep el Bodagon's run third in a cox plate hinged as a group one winner Mm. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's and, and the margin was what officially, five, four, five. five? That's incredible. And, 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 and to get home in thirty-three and a bit, thirty-three seventy-eight, and they weren't going anywhere near that. Even the sprinters, the no. twelve hundred meter horses, no. weren't, weren't breaking thirty-four, thirty-four and a half. They were running. Crazy. So, a turn of speed, which is good for Australian racing, especially when you can run two thousand meters. He took up a position. Tick, tick, tick. Um, Animo did react to him, which we'll talk about later, as far as he's come home under 34 as well. Mm -hmm. So there's pros for both horses, and but this horse, he's, he's got everything ticked as far as wet and dry now. So what competition overseas that he's been competing against? Like, oh, the top. The yeah, top. He's been the, the elite. You know, the last race he had Bahid in the race, and you know, yeah. he's, 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 he's against the, I think he, we were being put into a false sense of security because he had a bit of a flat prep last preparation. Okay. But he, his elite form is right up there with them. So, Fourth um, in a Judmon International, yeah. sixth in a Champion Stakes. There aren't too no, bigger races, are right. there? Yeah, so he's competed in our type of Cox Plate races. I, I was just blown away, though, how he put him to bed so easy. Like can, he just... can you also talk, Corey, about how this horse presented in the yard? It was a very, very hot day. It was. And this horse walked in like he had not a care in the world and held it together all the way to the gates. He didn't sweat. And it was early in the day as well. Um, it was before that cloud cover cover. You can see a little bit of cloud cover there in the enclosure. So all the a lot of the two-year-olds and, you know, like, sorry, the earlier horses, they were just melting. But he walked in the enclosure. I was expecting, being a European stayer, to get over here you know, into the heat mm. and melt. Mate, he, he was the driest coated horse in the enclosure. Yeah, he was. He was. And healthy too. Good yep. coat on him. And, and he hasn't been over-raced. He's a relatively young horse. And he's only had 15 starts. Well, 16 now. And, um, yeah, he's a, he's a, that, that's one happy horse, you can tell. William Haggis has uh, run horses 11 times in Australia, in the Sydney autumn, uh, for seven wins. So a day won two Queen Elizabeths, a Ranvet, uh, stiff not to win two Ranvets, ran in yep. very elegant and ran second in the other year. He's won two Manion Cups. And now last week with protagonist and now with Dubai on Two for two so far. And we've yeah. still got this Japanese horse to come in who gets in in the next plane. Yes. <laughs> and what's going to happen there because yes. that bloke is a genius. There. Yes. <laughs> so here we are. Look at this match race we've got here. Yeah. Throw in a Japanese. Be careful. Yeah. He, he, it's uh, well, we, we haven't dissected his form yet. No, but um, before I'm... that race, uh, he was ten dollars for the Queen Elizabeth. Do you buy honour? They reacted smartly into four fifty, into three fifty, into three dollars. Mm. Yeah. All before Animo took to the track in the next, which we'll get to. And then when he won, they left them. They left them. Mm. They left them. It was. Animo drifting 230 to 250 after Dubai on his performance. After Animo won, he stayed at 250. Mm. So all of a sudden, this Dubai honour becomes a force. 
yep. in a Queen Elizabeth, and we know Haggis has done it before. Mm. He's won it twice with a Dave. Yep, he has. No, but he's looking for a third. If um, he can hold that turn of foot up over the longer journey. Yeah. I think Tommy Markwan's wing was feeling much better <laughs> after that race. I think he'd be yeah, right no, by no, next I, week. I, but no, I, I actually seen an update on his right. wing on um, Instagram um, before the races. Yeah, saying it's, it's she's fine. all good. She's it's all good. good. She's <laughs> flapping good now. Now mate. is he definitely going to ride Dubai on her, or will they fly Ryan Moore back? I, I don't know. Definitely, but he was oh, like, I, I think he was basically giving everyone the tick to say that he's good to go again. Yeah. So. I think Tom, Aussie Tom will be back. Aussie Tom. Aussie yeah. Tom. So he's riding next week, we hear, in the Tancred, mm. or the Tancred meeting, oh, to okay. give himself one, it's been a remarkable recovery. Yeah. yeah. He'll ride the Tancred Stakes meeting one week before the, the two big assignments, day one and day two of the championships. Yeah. Well, he might be able to take McDonald's rides, because he won't be riding. He won't be riding Tancred day, we'll get to that no, a little bit later, isn't. McDonald's suspended. <laughs> At this stage, we'll serve that suspension. I haven't heard anything about an appeal <laughs> or any reductions. No, I don't. No, he's I don't, th I don't think you They're get two cracks at the, I don't think you get two throws at the stumps, mate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's hear from uh, Isabella Paul, who uh, came out with a Dave a couple of years ago. She wasn't here on the original journey. Uh, Harry Eustace, oh, David yeah, Eustace's yeah. brother, he came out the first time, but Isabella has been here the last uh, two trips, and here she was after the race, and, and this genius Ryan Moore as well. He's a very special little horse who probably wasn't at his best last year, but um, he's definitely back to it now, and um, it's great to see him get his head in front again. When he walked into the yard, you knew straight away he'd thrived here in Australia. Oh, yeah, he just looks amazing. And, um, no, I said earlier, he's just really been enjoying the Australian lifestyle. Yes. He thinks it's um, he thinks it's a big holiday, and he, he really, really enjoys it. And apparently he doesn't love firm tracks. No, um, you know, he's, he's won on good ground before. He won on good ground at Newmarket, but most of his sort of group form has been on softer ground, um, including the, the second in the champion stakes. So, um, you know, we're lucky we got away with it today. We'd still kind of like some more rain, but um, yeah. yeah, no, delighted with the horse. He's been really tough. Can he give William a third Queen Elizabeth? God, wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, look, he was, he was very straightforward and um, he, he won that comfortably. The race was over with uh, a furlong and a half to run. Look, it was his first run since uh, October. He was a high-class three-year-old, had very good form. Last year, things didn't happen for him, but he's been gelded. First run since October. Um, but he, he was in very good shape. He, he, he picked up and he put the race to bed very quickly. Has he always raced with that sharper turn of foot? Yeah, he's definitely got a sharp turn of foot. It's, to be honest, it's the first time I've sat on him. But um, when he was winning in Deauville and Longchamp two years ago, he was coming from the back and quickening up past him. And uh, he, he showed a bit of that speed today. And I often think, um, like our horses, when they, they, they come down here, and we always think they need cutting the ground, perhaps. But when they run on a level track, it's a big help to them. Dylan Gibbets, Montefilia. Gallon in defeat. She'll take a lot of benefit from that. Very hard to get focus most of the way. Sort of try to get him up on the bridle and be interested from the half mile. And. Um, yeah, look, he's just a big bull and he's going through one of those stages at the moment. He's not got his mind on the job. James McDonald hinged. Yeah, she boxed on well. She's got a lovely time out in front. Try hard. Mark Zara, gold trip. Yeah, just a bit sharp for him today. 2,000 firm ground. Michael D, banker's choice. Uh, yeah, back to a handicap with a lightweight. I think that'd be uh, more up his alley. Hugh Bowman, L Bodygon. Uh, I thought he was entitled to do more, to be honest.
Road, Huey. Okay, Ronnie, uh, it says a lot for the Canterbury Quarantine Centre too, doesn't it? Uh, look, they're, they're raving about it, the internationals. I think they're very happy there. I think, you know, I've been told it's the, from people who've been out there, the internationals, and word of mouth that they think Canterbury's the best quarantine centre in Australia, which it should be. Yeah. Uh, but apparently where they've, how they've set it up for horses to go for walks and things mm. is, is spot on um, compared to other Can places. Can you quote anyone? No, no, I can't quote anyone. I've had two or three people come up to me and, and say, wow. And I, there were people I, I wouldn't expect to give Sydney a rap. Mm. So, what, a Victorian? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they're very happy with the... Uh, the quarantine facility at Canterbury. I saw I saw a few Victorians there. What, uh, great to see Nick Williams at the Provincials yesterday, <laughs> yeah, enjoying well, himself. Yeah, well, he was having a great time there great at Golden Slipper Day. Loved mm. the weather. <laughs> he really enjoyed himself. He was out there. Um, Rodio, so Dubai Honour. She says, have a look at me. Into $3, he firm, for the Queen Elizabeth. So, over to you, Animo. And over to you, indeed. Oh, <laughs> wow. He's... um. Right all the way. I think, I, look, it, it wasn't that easy. You know, they were going to say, oh, just, you know, we'll go forward, we'll take bad luck out of the yeah. equation. He's a marked man. Yeah, 100%. And when you draw the outside gate like that, no one's going to give you one jockey in that race that was out to give him an easy time. No way in the no world. One. And it was, un, well, it was unfortunate. He ended up getting left three deep. He, he, he never wins by big margins, but that was one of his toughest wins, I think. Yeah. You know, like he, when you're covering ground like that against horses like that, in saying that, he balanced him yeah. when, when the damage was done. The worst possible result in that race would have been if he dragged him back to last, because he would not have won that no, race. Definitely because not. the way it was run and the stop-start sort of situation, if he would have just took his medicine, went straight back and thought he could have come around that field, yeah. he, might, he would have been in a lot more trouble than sitting wide Without a cover. doubt. And what else I liked about James's ride yesterday, Ronnie, he, he took his time, because he knew if he got there like a little bit sooner, he would have been, you know, not, not a sitting duck, but he just would have burnt too much petrol because he'd already spent the petrol down the back. He just took his time to get the conversion. Oh, it was just a, another good ride by James McDonald. Here's McDonald from the start. We'll go to the uh, over, overhead shot and out of the barriers. Aggressive. Bang. He wanted to yep. be aggressive, so there was intent there. And then um, Ozzy Penko was the fly in the ointment, yep. being aggressive with him. And then he says, well, I'm going to go right back. Because he couldn't. He couldn't. he couldn't. He couldn't go right back. And, and he just says, OK, I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll the, take my medicine. Yeah, the fly in the ointment was Nash. Nash knew where he had him. Yeah. Although he's like a length behind him, Nash knew that he was, you know, he, he was one off the fence and he was going to keep NMO three deep. Mm. So. Uh, look, some people may tear this race apart and say, oh, look, the first seven across the line were mm. you know, a length and a half. But mm. that's not the story. Nah. 33.92, home in. Um, so he's half carding here. He, he wanted to just... Knock that horse down, really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. He was a real pet. Yeah, yeah. Brent and Abdullah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, look, uh, what, what, how much praise can we give this horse? I think he, he gets what he deserves, and that's nine four. group ones. Yeah. And unlucky in four others. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Like he's run second in a slipper, a cox plate. Two others, yeah, you know, he's, his record could be so much better. It, it, it's unbelievable as it is. But he's versatile. He can go from back. He can go from forward. You know, from twelve hundred to two thousand. Yeah, just it's just a he's a complete package. What about this Kiwi mare Levante? Run of the day. Who's going? Not the, the run of the day. The horse to follow of yeah, the day. Right. Going to the Queen of the Turf. Okay. Okay. Where she goes. Going to the Queen of the Turf. Uh, 
Well, you've got to care because she's your horse to follow, and that's where you're going to follow her. I'll, I'll follow her to anything she runs. Right, well, I'm telling you, she's going to the queen of the turf. You don't, you do not, I don't care if it's off the rail or not, you do not go that wide at Rose Hill. Yeah. Right. That's where you give them tick, 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 yep. and she got too wide. Yep. So she is way on target. What about Fangirl? She's just fantastic again there. She, she's, like, for her career... She's like the bridesmaid all the time, isn't yeah. she? She's just... I did hear Chris Waller on the radio today saying the next couple of years are going to be huge for Fangirl. Mm. She's, you know, it's just going to be so much better for her. She's going to get better couple of and years. better and better. Yes. She is. She's a very valuable brood now. Yeah. I, suppose, I suppose she's only four. She's four. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I reckon she looked the best ever she's ever looked in the enclosure yesterday. What about Artorius? He, he, was, he was tight between runners and he sort of... He, he got a sniff and, and he was just a little bit tight and had to, he couldn't wind right into it. Yep. I, I still think he's an amazing horse in his own right, but he just doesn't do things as right yeah. as Animo. Um, you look at him here, he's, he, there's hardly a run here and then he's, he, he's got the trait of savaging the line. So it would this, have been interesting if he had got room from the... He might have. If he gets to through. the outside with Animo, yep. he can really wind. So... What do we want to say? There's some good runs. Commune has shaped up well there. Ozapenko's going well. The three-year-olds ran well. And there's some Doncaster trials there. Converge, back in business. And Kerwin's Lane actually is heading on the right path to the Doncaster Yeah, well, see, as well. he qualified through the Ingham. He yes. got that free ticket. So yeah. that's all O'Shea's had to worry about. Sealed. Exactly. Yeah. And he'll get in light and run well. This Doncaster is another, mm. the handicap where we start analysing the weights there shortly. Uh, let's go and hear from uh, James Cummings, uh, McDonald, and all the rest. It was an interesting setup today. The wide draw was, on one hand, looking like going to uh, force us to be wide throughout, but at least he was going to be wide and out of trouble. And, uh, and James was, um, you know, ultimately very, very calm about that, which is the way he needed to be. But on a hot day like today, to get through this uh, and to go undefeated to his preparation in the lead up to the Queen Elizabeth is ideal. He's had that tough run now over 1,500, which is a race we deliberately kept him a little bit sharper for. But now he can step up to a mile and a quarter and, uh, and, and look, look great in three weeks when we step him up in distance. In the space of 40 minutes or so, we've seen the Queen Elizabeth set up with Dubai Honour and now Enema. Yeah, and I think, look, uh, it could be an entirely different scenario in three weeks' time too. You know, it would be an entirely different sort of day, maybe different, very different track conditions, but... Uh, but this horse, Animo, he's never disappointed me once when I've stepped him up in distance. He's always, he's always run a blinder, and, uh, and I, I'd expect a, a, a similar thing from him in three weeks. But, uh, but that's a time-honoured race with, uh, you know, packed full of uh, quality opposition, and uh, for him to sit wide, three and four wide throughout, and still come away and be strongest on the line is a, is a great credit to Animo. And, uh, and you know, it's, a, it's, another, it's, it's another fantastic mile group one that can, that can go and... It, added to his, 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 his glittering resume already. It was a different sort of win, wasn't it? He, he didn't have the perfect barrier, he didn't have the perfect setup. He had to overcome it, um, a wide run, but he, he's good enough to do it. Um, and, and he's taken that next step all the time. But I love the race setup in terms of um, James sticking him to the plan. And uh, I, I love the reception he gets because he deserves it. Were you ever concerned? Oh, look, of course, I would have loved a better, better trip in transit, but I wanted to ride him like the good horse he is and not get too far because I thought the only way he would get beat is coming too late. But he travelled deep throughout. The tracks probably helped us, being on the softer side. 
and um, they have been coming down the middle. So that was to our advantage. Maybe not on a fast, quick track, it wouldn't have worked, but today it worked. Karen McAvoy, fangirl. Great run by her, yeah. If we just had more room to, to slide into the race from sort of the 500, she gets even closer again, so she's right on target for the Doncaster. Tim Clark, Converge. Yeah, really good run from him. He, he sort of can show that he's come back a lot better horse this time. Mark Zara, Artorias. Yeah, he's super again. Um, just sort of left him a bit flat for the top of the straight, but his last 100 was great. Mick D. Levante. Uh, massive effort. Thought we were going to be able to pick them up on the corner, but um, she's probably putting in a career best effort to pick them up, and any, any rain would help. Damien Lane, Communist. I thought he ran great. Uh, he presented well. He just got out sprinted a touch, but he was really good to the line. Nashrawilla Osipenko. Yeah, he went fantastic. Um, opposite back and still sort of the length and half behind the big boys. I thought it was a great effort. Chad Schofield, Lions Raw. I thought it was a good first up run behind the best horses in the land. Brenton Abdullah, Kerwin's Lane. Yeah, I think he's racing as good as he can go. Um, he steps back to handicap conditions anyway for his target race in two weeks, and um, he'll be spot on. Jai McNeil, Electric Girl. She had some cheap sectionals, but um, didn't have the answers when the pressure went on. I thought she was still on us today. Hugh Bowman, Golden Mile. Oh, well, he didn't get away too well, so we had to ride him alternatively to how we hoped. But a little keen in the run, and it took us toll late with him. Is the Queen Elizabeth market? So how the market reacted yesterday? Animo went from 2:30 to 2:50. Unbelievable, considering his George Ryder win. But it was because of what Dubai Honor did, and he went from ten dollars into $3. Now, one, two, three, the fourth horse down. Mm. Unicorn Lion. Yeah. He's the Japanese and he's coming. The tab would be loving this, just like... <laughs> <laughs> laying, two fifty, laying two fifty and three dollars $3 all in a race like yeah. this. What could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> uh, if they get a split here, we'll all get a payment. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they're just laying two dollars. Yeah, what's one of the games? Anyone, line up. <laughs> Would you like to save on Dubai? <laughs> <laughs> okay, now he's your mare, your horse to follow. What do you think of this champ? Uh, uh, what have they done to me here? The queen of the turf. Have we got that market, Bush? Eight dollars, which he was fifteen or something. Yep. Yeah. Oh, we don't know. But this is trialing alcohol-free. It's in a very interesting horse. Mm. Um, Fan girl, yeah, has it got you? Yeah, it's pretty strong. Yeah. It's pretty strong. Uh, but, yeah. They might, not, they might not all go there. No, no, no. Let's wait and see what happens with that field. We know where Levante's going there, and yep. that's probably about a right price, and she'll run very well. She's a she's a tip-top mare. Let's get an update from Isabella Paul about uh, last week's winner, Protagonist. Isabella Paul for William Haggis. We've seen Dubai Honour brilliant today but what about protagonist as well first start in australia since october as well it won the group three sky high stakes over 2000 meters everyone's expecting it to go to the tankard but that's not certain uh no definitely not um you know we're going to look at a few different options with him he's still got entries in the doncaster mile and also in the queen elizabeth as well um so i guess it'll be up to the boss in australian bloodstock to have a conversation and and see where they want to send him next you were on the phone a minute ago. Was that to the boss? Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, just to just to chat to him about Dubai Honor and and yeah, no, wish him wish him congratulations. What was his immediate response to what he just saw? But, yeah, very pleased. Obviously, um, you know, he he noted how composed the horse looked beforehand, and um, you know, he he was a little bit keen before, and and actually he's been he's been the perfect the perfect horse today. So no, we're delighted with him, and and it's so great. And William will be coming out too for the uh, championships. He'll be here before the Queen Elizabeth. Kieran Ma, Gold Trip. 
Kieran Ma, what did you make of the run of Gold Trip and will it go to the Tancred next week? Uh, yeah, the plan was always to go to the Tancred. Probably expected a little bit more today. Uh, Mark said um, maybe Blinkers back on next week, so we'll just monitor that. He had them, he had them on, obviously, in the Colts plate, so wouldn't be foreign to him. And um, yeah, he was just on the on the niggle a little bit. Looked like he went uh, like he wanted more ground. Uh, Tankwood Stakes uh, Gold Trip 350 on the backup Montefilia May backup, and then you've got the Missouri da- King Frankel mm. tap dancer. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know whether the protagonist will back up there, so no, yeah, bit of, a bit of work to do with that. Um, yeah, I'd rung Mo, that Moanga in that. He's just he's <laughs> not switching on, is he? But he mile and a half might switch him on. Uh, let's go to the All-Star Mile, Mr Brightside. A couple of Doncaster winners fighting this out. When we pick them up, Alligator Blood's about to loom up, but he's got a big problem because so was Mr Brightside and the baldy face Cascading was about to get through. Yeah, and um, look, what you, you said it. Back-to-back Doncaster winners fighting this race out, and he's a real good little horse, isn't he, Mr Brightside? He's a, a very honest horse. Cascadian did his thing. Beautiful ride on Cascadian, pegging his way through the yeah. field there. And and the, the Tasmanian Terror there battles on pretty well, um, the inevitable. OK, who have we got here? JD? JD Hayes here after the race. Uh, hopefully we'll get to see him in Sydney. Are we going back up to Sydney with him? I think so. Do you think that might be a good idea? Two Doncasters, not many have done that. I know, I know. He'll put himself in an elite bracket, but he's already in an elite bracket in my heart, so he's a beauty. He's an absolute star. That prize money now is through the roof, but what's most important about him is how much he has a will to win. No, absolutely, and he's shown that from day dot, and Wayne Orman, when he found him in New Zealand, said that his tenacity to attack the line is just ultra-competitive, and they're things and champions that you can't measure, and he's, uh, luckily for us, he's just boasting a lot of those qualities. OK, Doncaster Mile. Yep, it's just a matter of what the handicap is um, yeah. with him. Um, yeah, there's the, 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 the group there and you could, you could go pages and pages into that. So a bit of, bit of shaping to take, take and a bit, of, bit more form to be done on that actually. Alright, we've, uh, we've only touched the surface. Uh, we are 48 minutes in and we've looked at three <laughs> races. But that's what they were. That's what yeah. highlights they were. There's more to come though after this. There's Animo having his moment in front of the crowd. It was lovely what James McDonald did. He allowed the horse, and the, well, the horse allowed James, really, yeah. to stop there for a moment, take in the crowd, because at this point he was getting a round of applause. He was getting the respect he deserves. And he had his little winks moment there. Yeah, he, he knows this horse. He, like he, show, he, show, he was showing off yeah. there. He, look, at, I mean, look, at, I'm the man. Yeah. And he loved it. Yeah, he's a very alert horse. He is, and even walking around the enclosure, on him, I've said it before, but he's just got this eye on him, and he just he looks at you. He yeah, sort of stares out the corner of his. I told eye. you he's going to kick your head in one day. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't you worry about mounting him; he'll mount you. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, and I was, talk, I, was, I was talking to Darren about him 
before the race, and Darren says every race day he gets a he gets a casualty. He bit someone else on the arm yesterday. He said it's not it's not real bad, but he said he's he d- he's just letting yeah. them know I'm I'm still the king here, yeah. mate, you know. So just respect him yes, for what he is, sure. Corey. <laughs> just take a, a step take back. T- yeah. two steps to the two right. Uh, let's go to the Rose Hill Guineas. Uh, here is Lindemann. Uh, now talk about this. Talk about this ride. Ah, oh, it was just summed up perfectly. Everyone knew that there wasn't going to be much speed in the race, and I, don't, I think that would have went against him if he would have slowed up. We saw that in the Ramwick Guineas, yeah. where they put paid to him and he fought back. So Nash. Mate, he's, Nash is one of those guys, I said it yesterday, he's, he's a man of very few words, but out there on that track, he's probably one of the smartest jockeys that you'll ever ride against. Yep. He is so smart, he's got every, every metre of that track sewn up in his mind, what he wants to do, how he's going to execute it, and that just showed how good he is. Yes. And he's man enough, enough to stand up to if it doesn't work, yep. because if this horse would have stopped, he would have been the worst ride in oh. the world. 100%. Worst ride in the world. You know, he's open for a kicking. It was, but, but just the way that he summed every furlong up, he got him to about the half mile and then he really started to, you know, let it run and give it another little breather just before he straightened. But it was like he knew that he had that head up his sleeve. When James come to him, he just said, righto, I'm going to use this last head that I've got in the tank. Well, how far, how well, far past him does he get? On I reckon he gets a, a, you know, a, head, a half head on him. Yeah, I reckon he gets With a, a head on him, for sure. Like, and it was just, this like is I a better shot. Well, he's nearly level. I reckon he's in front he's there. He's in front there. Yep. Definitely there in front. And about to draw away. Yep. And when he made that move at the 700, that was, you know, you know yourself, if you're chasing something, all these other horses' wheels were just totally spinning and the they lost the plot. Yep. Um, so, James, off he goes there. Yep, off he goes. James keeps in touch. She had to, but this stage on the rest, oh, what happened here? We've had a yeah. change of speed. Yeah. Um, poor elliptical there, didn't know what hit him. I reckon he wants the blinkers back on for the derby. Uh, Williamsburg is flying, uh, but waiting for Ramwick wet tracks. But this horse is a proper horse. Yeah. He's just slipped the system. It's as simple as that. That day he won at Rose Hill, the benchmark race. He stamped himself running the fast time, faster than these other horses in uh, in the other race. Uh, so, yep, he's a likeable, likeable horse. Yep. First time, first time Group 1 winners for the Whoppet Bloodstock. Yeah, those colours. colours he's got yeah. a bit of Lonro. I'm not saying he's Lonro, but he's, he's by Lonro and he's got yep. a bit of Lonro Lon about him. Yep. Let's go and hear from uh, Chris Waller. This was uh, the first of uh, two Group 1s for him. Another one for Nash. Uh, what did Nash go to yesterday? I'll get that for you in a moment. I think it's 68? 67. 67 Group 1 wins for the Nasher. Here's Chris. Nash woke him up two starts ago on a 1,400 metre race here, early in his prep. Um, and it was the making of the horse. He's really learnt to, to fight and... Um, and at the same time matured as a man. He showed us a glimpse of ability at Flemington back during Cup Week, um, over 1800, and that was, from that point on, we said, well, we'll set you for this race, and it doesn't always come off, but it has today. Have you set him for a derby as well? Um, it'll be interesting to talk to Nash. I think he'd have a better chance of going back to a Doncaster. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Nash says and how it plays out, but um, it's good to have good to have uh, options. And he's a very, very hard horse to get past by the he looks is. of it. Well, I think he might have been headed today, yep. but he actually dug deep, and that's how it looked to be. And obviously the winners of uh, the second horse is a very good horse, so he's 
he's come away a deserved winner. And for Debbie Capitas, there's life after Winks, isn't there? There sure is. And um, what she'll get out of today with her family. I think she puts family well ahead of horses. Um, and to have the girls and her husband, Paul, uh, involved, I think it, it will be a very proud moment for her. I probably set up to be a little bit vulnerable late, but I've just had full confidence in the horse. I was more than happy with the way I got through the first half of the race. And, um, you know, I knew he'd be tough. He's, he's, a, he's a really lovely horse and I've got a lot of time for him. And I think he's sort of flown under the radar a little bit and and um, just kept improving and raising the bar. He's going to be a really nice horse later on. Since you're riding him two starts back, you really woke him up. He's a different horse this time, man. Well, yeah, look, I, I probably um, just felt that the horse, a lovely big striding horse. Um, you know, Chris is the first to want to take a sit, but I, I sort of... Yeah, the first time I rode him, I never asked him if I could, couldn't do it riding the way I did, but you could tell that was the way to ride him, you know, just, just ride the horse. And he, he gave me similar instructions today, and after he went five strides, he was going to be nowhere, nowhere else but lead. So, no, I was confident a long way from home. James McDonald, Pericles. Tough effort. He, he soldiered away well. Brian Maloney, Williamsburg. Yeah, he's, just, he's made nice progression each run this time in. Um, it was obviously pace-related and dominated up in front, but... He counted himself well, and um, I still think he's on the up, so whether they want to try, try him over a bit further, I couldn't see why not. Mark Zara, elliptical? Yeah, he's a bit plain. I think he needs blinkers back on. Tyler Schiller, matcha latte? Uh, he probably just got a little bit out sprinter at the 800, but he did a good job to stick on. Karen McAvoy, Manzois? He'll be suited by Ramwick a bit further and a more genuine tempo. Michael D. Brosnan? Uh, just too hard to make up ground from where we were in the race. Brett Preble, Osbred Rising Sun. Yeah, probably in face very disappointing. He, um, he should have kicked a bit more than that. All right. Now, he wasn't on that first page. When we show you that Doncaster market, Lindemann wasn't there. He's a $26 chance in the Doncaster mm. if they decide to come back to that race. He's $11 in the Derby. Now, uh, Sharp and Smart will be here for the Derby, and he's got some business to take care of with Manzois because Manzois beat him in the Victoria Derby. Yep, and then you've got the emerging uh, pericles there and Elliptical probably heads that way as well. And the Derby place getters from New Zealand as well yes. coming across. Yes, I, I, I like a couple of those. Um, but I'm sure, I don't think, uh, the, the writing's on the wall that Lindemann will go, it's Chris's style in the autumn, uh, we'll wait for the, if we want to try him at 2000 or further maybe, we'll, uh, past 2000. Yep. It'll be in the spring. Later on. Yeah. Uh, okay, big moment for Debbie Capitas because uh, this was the first Group 1 winner in those colours and here's the story. Basically, it's the first Group 1 we've won in Whoppet colours and we actually bred him and we raced his mum. So it just means so much. And the magic dust with yourself and Chris Waller going back to Winks, it doesn't go away. Uh, it takes luck in, in racing. Um, so I'll claim a little bit of that today, but... You need a horse, you need the, the jockey. Chris is amazing, so look, we're just lucky at the moment. Uh, let's go on to, well, one of the moments of the day when a young kid rides his first Group 1 winner. He sits in the room and he watches all these champion jockeys come back into the room after winning these big races. Now he joins them. A big moment. Yep. Um... Tyler Schiller. One of the most important things when you're riding on these big days is, is keep up keep with the pattern. Keep, keep your cool. And keep your cool and keep up with the pattern. So he's obviously been watching the replays. This track took a long time to dry out yesterday. Mm. Obviously it had water on it, which is understandable being, you know, 35 degree day. But 
It took the fence was soft early, and by about race six or seven, it started to get a little better and got better come the last, and was probably an advantage yeah. riding the fence. Without a doubt, I, again, I just think it's a massive achievement for a, for a young kid, high pressure, lots of good jockeys in the run, and to keep his cool like he did, and like you said, Ronnie, obviously doing his form through the day, knew the fence was on, where it was off at the start of the day. Yeah, I, mate, again, it's a big feather in his cap. That horse wouldn't have won earlier in the day. No, no way in the world. No. No way in the world, and Shinzo mightn't have either. Um, but uh, I think she was bought for 18000 She went to the broodmare sale probably to go to stud. I think New Haven bought her for three hundred and thirty-five, and so we'll give her a prep. <laughs> cheap, cheap price now. We'll give her a prep. And I think they bought her to go to their stallion extravagant. So, look, she might have another season. And I think Joe would like another season with her. Boy, there's some ifs and buts here. The two visitors, Uncommon James both and Ashfora, were both put in beautiful positions, but it didn't unfold from it. It took them ages to, if they ever got balanced. I thought they were both terrific. And Cannonball backed up well. And Andermatt would have finished a lot better if he rode the inside, a lot closer if he rode the inside, not coming to the middle. I actually like the run of Key Largo. Well, he's just threat he's just running well in these races. He come yeah. back a level, he'll bolt in. Yeah. Here's uh, Joe Pride. It's about 16 Group 1s for Joe, but three Galaxies. And there was a great moment with Corey when uh, Tyler Schiller jumped off the scales to chat to him. He's first. She's been going so well all preparation and, and just that run at 1300 was it stretched her out with a with a really quick tempo and she didn't really get a chance to finish off that day but given that quiet run behind today with no weight on her back and a great reward for Tyler I know he'll really appreciate that it's just saying he rode more winners from last season than any, anyone else and to be able to give him a reward like that um, it'll be pretty special for him and it's certainly very special for us. Well you've watched him grow as a jockey too we all have. Yeah no he's a fantastic jock and <laughs> There he is, he's pretty happy with himself. Um, no, he, look, he's, he's had no, no problems going through the, through the ranks and I think he's, uh, you know, a lot of these kids we see, um, you know, maybe after apprenticeship not, uh, not take that next step, but I'd be very surprised if that was the case with Tyler. She goes to start a Group 1 winner, but that may be delayed now. Yeah, I think we should delay it. So, um, you know, I was given a marker. I told them I was going to win three black-type races um, and, and keep the, the stud work at bay. So we'll see. There's a... Um, some pretty big races in the spring for her, but look, in many ways she's done her job and um, super proud of her today. Thanks. Yeah, how good does that feel, brother? Unreal. Oh, I wish I didn't cry for it, but oh, it's the best feeling in the world to do it on a mare like that. She's come through the grades really sharply and Joe's turned her around, but she's a good mare. You've been riding unbelievably well. You're one of our rising stars. But to get that before you finish your apprenticeship, that's a big feather in your cap, mate. You're riding unbelievably well. Thanks, Corey. I'm just trying to do my best on the horses I get, trying to give them every opportunity. I've been unlucky a bit, and to get it today, I travelled up the inside of Eduardo so well, and I know he's a brave customer, so to put a length on him so quickly, I knew I was going to be very hard to run down. But, geez, so grateful to get the opportunity. Damien Lane, Uncommon James. He ran great, just a little bit of an experience, probably cost him when I was trying to get through, he just was a little bit hesitant. Um, he's a young horse who's still learning and he'll be better from that. Robbie Dole and Cannonball. He ran really well, um, probably needed a little bit more luck at a vital stage, but he um, contributed really well on the week back up. Jai McNeil Asfura. She was held up at a crucial point. If that doesn't happen, I believe she's the winner. Brock Ryan, Key Lugger. Okay, yep. Yeah, Jack Lyme, Lyme really well, he's going good. Dylan Gibbons rocketing by. Yeah, he's run as good as he could. Had a lovely 
lovely sneaky run through and just finish up as well as you could. Karen McAvoy, remark? Just turned his head and the gates opened and we missed it, which made it hard. He ran a really good race. J4 Generation? Very honest effort. Obviously drew wide, fired up as you can do, but boxed on soundly. Michael D. Andermatt? Uh, yeah, unfortunately got booked for a run there in the straight. If we get clear running all the, all the way up the straight, I'd say potentially runs third. Rachel King, Shades of Rose? Uh, yeah, she just had to do a lot of work from an outside gate, but really creditable first up run. Nashua Willa, Eduardo? Yeah, look, it was good. He, we bit the bullet and crossed, you know, like we're sort of caught no man's land length in front of them all and um, look, to be honest, probably a bit off more, more than we could chew by crossing them, but he got into a lovely rhythm after that and the big weight told and, you know, he was still fighting out there for fourth and fifth when, when he got a bit of a check late. Regan Bayless, Zoo Style. Yeah, we were rolling along, had to let Eduardo go. Still towed me into it, but um, the finish told. Uh, Corey, you can't be out there anymore, but I think you'll, you'll live a lot through these kids. Yep and watching them grow in those big days. That won't be the last big day for, for the kids that you're looking oh, at. Oh, without a doubt. Like, the, like I said, the four that are in Sydney at the moment, mm. you know, Lloyd and Tyler and Jones, they're, they're all going so well. Dylan Gibbons, they're, they're our next, next generation. Mm. And, yeah, I, 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 I miss being in the room, but um, it's as close as I can get. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Uh, and I think at, at apprentice school, these kids that are coming through that aren't, even, may even not be even riding yet, can aspire to an apprentice riding a Group 1 winner. It's funny, you know, um, and you met him on the way out yesterday. I bumped into a kid called Taj out at, um, near Penrith. Mm. And oh, yes, yes. He's wanting to be a jockey. He's only 14 years of age, and I spotted him in the crowd, so I took him into the jockey's room, and he walked out full of toys. He had a whip and a few mm. pair of sawing goggles. So, <laughs> yeah, like, and I said to him after the, the race meeting, he texted me to say thank you. And I said, mate, I hope you're sitting in the room in a few years time, you know. So this is a 14 year old kid 14 who year now old. wants to be a jockey and the process begins for him. Yeah, yeah. Now I've sort of kicked him off. I'm trying to get him a little bit of work experience in the stables. And yeah, he's just, he's, he's wanting to be a jockey. So mm. it all started yesterday. Mm. Yep. Uh, here's the market for the TJ Smith, which I suppose she'll be going to. $26 on the second page. Now, with Williams injured, Zach Purton is on Giga Kick. Yep. Mm. I'll ride that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad pickup. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll fly uh, back Zach for that. Purton Pat. Yeah, I'll, I'll fly back for that one. Yeah. yeah. I might even pay my own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's a great race. Well, well, that's this is our strength, isn't it? The sprinters. Yep. And uh, yeah, William we'll, Haggis can come out here and <laughs> good luck winning this one, will you? <laughs> uh, no, there. That's that's. Uh, we'll get out of bed nice and bright that morning. Oh, won't we? What? That's day one of the championships, April one. Um, along with the Doncaster and the Derby, and the next week we'll be back for the Queen Elizabeth. Uh, that's still to come. Uh, more to come, though. We've still got plenty of Rose Hill left on Golden Slipper Day. Another of the time-honoured races on Golden Slipper Day <laughs> is the Midway, benchmark 72. Nice to get it out of the way early. Oh, my numbers are. <laughs> but Good it, luck to the winner. But it was a continuation of Nathan Dorr winning Midways. Yeah, he's having an amazing run and he's training the house down. His horses look amazing, so feather in his cap. 
Uh, wealth of knowledge, uh, that form worked out okay from the benchmark 64 at Newcastle because the third horse, Pacific Warrior, comes out of that. Um, what else do we want to say here? I'm not sure how strong it was. Star Mission's yeah. honest fit mare and battles on okay. But uh, I'm not saying it's a strong race. But uh, You don't have to, Ronnie. No. <laughs> you don't have to say it was a strong race. You don't have to. Uh, let's go to the Manion Cup. Uh, here is Tamore. Now, this... I don't know whether I took my eyes off these horses finishing out wide, but I just thought, oh, you know, Timor's grabbed Sir Lucan, and all of a sudden this raging bull... Mm was there yeah he just, just late he just put that stride in whether they were going up and down the one spot he took forever to, he didn't want to come from be behind the leader here timor he's an interesting horse he's like he's run over 4300 <laughs> in europe but chris has put some speed into his legs here he took up the box seat and who's to say that he won't improve again i, I reckon the pennies just started to drop for yeah. the horse i reckon he's just sort of adapted to our our racing taking him a little while, but I, I honestly think the pennies just sort of started to drop with him. So Lucan was rated perfectly to yeah. win. Do um, you want to go back and say maybe the inside was no good at this stage of the day? Or I'll leave that to your imagination. What I reckon it might have been just second up after yeah. his terrific win first up. And oh, we spoke about Raging Bull, and I thought um, Almania was excellent considering uh, the ground he had to make up in a, in a race like that. Here's uh, Chris Waller and Kara McAvoy. When you were getting the horse back in June, and we saw him race at Royal Ascot when we were there, 4,000 metres. Uh, but I noticed then he just had a great demeanour, and ever since he's been here in Australia, uh, first of all in Melbourne, he's just been straightforward. So um, two starts ago, James McDonald rode him from well back over 2,000. He loved the way he finished off. Last start, he was a little bit plain when we rode him closer, but um, I think just getting onto his right leg, and a little bit of given the track today, I think it's a big plus. And he was just solid all the way to the line. Two miles, not going to be a problem? No problem. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we had the choice to go to Adelaide for the Adelaide Cup a couple or ten days ago. We said, no, we'll stick to the plan and go to the Sydney Cup. And he's found his way in the field now. Only had a couple of runs here and I thought he just ran well down there without having everything go his way at Flemington. And, um, Chris gave me some nice confidence. He said, look, he's going to enjoy this ground, which is just perfect galloping ground, and enabled to get a good spot from that good draw behind what we thought was the main danger, and, um, yeah, he was able to do a good job. OK, so there's the Sydney Cup market with Cleveland, the Joseph O'Brien galloper, who we yet to see, and Sir Luke and equal favourites in front of the Melbourne Cup winner gold trip, then King Frank on there. We've got the chairman's to car. Oh, we've got a few races to come yeah, before exactly. the Sydney Cup. Yeah, so... Yeah, that'll take shape. We've got, obviously, the imports to work out there as well. Uh, and Gin Martini, who we're about to see, she is going to the chairman's, as Sarge tells us after the race. She's a $51 chance in the Sydney Cup, and she's a two-mile winner. She is, and she simply... The question coming into this race is still if she had sprint in her legs, and that she did, and she simply... Just outstanding. You found this one as well. You found a couple of good price winners here yesterday. Get a promo ready. Get the promo out. Jim <laughs> Martini. Get in, get in the queue. I'm yet to see one. Yeah. No, I thought I thought I thought she was big first up. I thought she rattled rattled home really really well. Um, yeah, just set up really good for her yesterday. Yeah, the first four singled out here. Um, Flash fire was good again, holding her form. Uh, Dessur was set up to run well, and that's exactly what she did. Uh, she she's run a, a ripping race there, and Pink Ivory slow out. And um, 
and finished off well, so maybe a little excuse there. But a gap to the rest of them. I thought Bellatrix Black was travelling like the winner on the point of the turn. Maybe just that 14 to 1900 was against. I'm not going to give up on her, but she wanted to hang in a bit there late. Maybe little issues with her. All right, let's go to a break with John Sargent and Damien Lane and come back and uh, have uh, another uh, look at the remaining races at Rose Hill. Yeah, she's three wide on the open, uh, and I actually thought she'd be right at the peak next start, but uh, all juice to Damon, he knew what he was doing, and uh, she just keeps giving. What's next start? Probably the Chairman's 2600. We'll go there with a lightweight and then work it from there. And Pink Ivory run well, one, yeah, one just, well again? Yeah, just missing that jump and uh, giving them a big start. But she ran well and uh, we might drop her back to the Queen of the Turf. Yeah, the speed was just a little strong for me early, so I couldn't get up into the position I wanted to. As it's steady, though, because I was stuck through wide, I was able to get into the race a little bit. And I think that was, think that was a key factor with a horse that get, can get over more ground and has good stamina. I was able to use her through those middle parts and she sustained a good run. She was terrific first up, second up. Does she feel like she's got good improvement in her? Yeah, I think so. Uh, she's obviously got a little bit more sprint in her legs than what she had last preparation, so she might have improved and hopefully not the last win this campaign. Well, let's have a look at the uh, the Derby Munro. This was another highlight of the day. Um, she's a very, very good filly, and this was a very good ride. Wow. Um, we forget quickly. Might, maybe this was the run of the day. Uh, they've run faster time overall than the slipper, <laughs> faster time overall than the birthday card, but last when the track was drier. They have gone out very, very hard, I must say. But, jeez. How arrogant was this? She's a good filly, this, and, and paraded beautifully. And can do it on a good three and a heavy ten. Yes. Yeah. To turn a foot on it, like I know, it was a great ride. A great summed up ride, he obviously... Take know, us through it, Corey. Outside barrier. slow away. Outside he, barrier. He, he obviously, he knew what he was doing. He flipped straight over their backs, straight to the fence. And I'm not saying it was all over from there, but he just, he, give it a, he knew what he was doing. He gave it a great ride. Weaved his way through, Tyler. And um, yeah, I thought the, the turn of foot exposed him. It was incredible. Cote's uh, going well. Um, he was beaten. Um, he was great again. He just hit a few little speed humps there in the straight and should have probably got closer, but no way in the world he would have beat the winner. Spacewalk was uh, presented to win and didn't go on with it. There's a couple other good runs. I thought Natuno, after setting up a far too quick speed, went really good, um, considering where the horses around him finished. And Swiss Exile was excellent, first up after a throat operation in a high-pressure race like that to run fourth. Look but at look at, <laughs> look at Just look at things opening up for yeah. Schiller and then this narrow gap. Yep. He, Tyler he, Schiller had the best day ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> yeah. But he, look, you know yourself, if you're travelling that well, you can make things happen on horses wet, like that. 100%. And I always tell that to the guys. I said, when you're travelling... Don't worry, because I said, you'll you'll get through. Your momentum but, and your acceleration. When you're not on the bridle and you're trying to push and chase runs. When you take hey, half an hour to get through the gap, that's when yep. you're in trouble. Yep. Mm. You'll get into trouble. Yeah, you do. Here's, um, well, here's Luke Pepper. Uh, this, this filly's going to make his stable. He can run off her, because uh, he's made the move from Canberra up there to Scone. And then we're going to hear from Tyler Schiller. Yeah, look, it's been a rough couple of weeks with her, but... Um, you know, we got scratched in Melbourne, um, brought her home, and barrier draws come out. We drew 16 to 16. So it was a bit of a, um, look, we weren't sure. We just, we just took, took, it to, took it step by step, and I just said to Tyler, ride her quiet. 
She's got a good turn of foot. What a ride just got through and she was dominant. It was a great ride. Yeah, no, nah, great ride. Like, you know, he said to me, I'm going to cut the corner and hopefully we just get luck and we got all the luck through the middle and she blew him away. So, no, nah, she's a good filly. We're starting to learn how good she is. Uh, but to put them away like that is quite special. Yeah, I think she's going to get better too. Like, she's still maturing and... You know, you know, I think she'll get over a bit further as well, which is, you know, the world's her oyster at the moment. But, yeah, no, we'll, we'll uh, celebrate today. She can win on good. She can win on heavy 10. She goes on anything. So, um, yeah, no, I'm just so proud of the team at home and uh, my partner, Tani. And, um, yeah, no, we, it's been a big job. She's going to be a career builder for you because you've moved home, you've gone to Scone, you need her. Yeah, everybody needs a good horse. Um, you know, she she was a twenty thousand dollar buy from the English sales, and the whole whole you know, me, myself, all the owners, all my staff are living the dream with her. What's next? Look, the PJ Bell's probably an option in two weeks. Um, Group three Phillies race looks a great option for her. The idea now is get all the black tight we can for her, and. Um, She'll be a valuable filly in the future. She's a terrific filly um, to come up to this level. She's been through all the grades, through the highways. Luke's done a great job placing her. and She was unlucky to knock out to the races at Flemington last start. Um, she had a little mishap, but to get her here today, she's got a terrific turn of foot, and I'm very gra grateful that Luke and his owners are stuck with. It was a tricky barrier, but you must have been confident in her to take a ride back where you did. Yeah, I spoke to Luke, and we said we couldn't win going around him. Didn't want to give her a gut buster first up, and if we could just poke the fence, it'd be lovely to get a couple of breaks. And at the top of the straight, the sea parted, and I just took the gap, and she's a super filly. She's got a great turn of foot, and she put them away very comfortably. And now the last. Race 10, the birthday card, and this was a win for Godolphin, Zapateo, Cummings at McDonald. Yep, everything went right for her here. She's a good mare, and she did come out of the right race, that fast Oakley plate, which the form was frank to a certain extent in the previous race. So... It's just chimed in, right time, confidence is up, and she's a very talented mare, especially early in her preparations. Jalea actually improved from that win, um, that protest win at Randwick last time. She's gone excellent there. And what else do we want to say? I thought Hypothetical was very brave, considering she was way up in class. What's and going on with Sky Kamark? No, she just hasn't come up. She's yeah. got to go and start again. Yeah. She's just, that's, we'd be forgiving if they fail once, but when they do it twice, yeah, something's will. not right there. Yeah. Palaiza Pen loomed up, had a chance, just anchored with the weight late. Okay, let's go to a break with James Squared, and then we'll come back and have a look at the provincial midway qualifiers that we've seen this week. Racked up another solid stakes win. Uh, James just delivered a perfect ride, but she can go to the Sapphire Stakes now in three weeks, and she'll be uh, she'll be extremely competitive there at set weights and penalties. Sum up the day overall for Godolphin. Oh, it was fantastic. Look. Uh, it was nearly mind-boggling, but uh, but it was but it was fantastic. We we won a Group One. Paracel's a, a new stakes winner for a Stern in Melbourne, and uh, and and then some of, some of the big performances were our place getters. Uh, Pericles was huge, running second so narrowly in the uh, so narrowly beaten in the Rosie Guineas. Uh, the, the the high voltage of the Golden Slipper was there again this year, and uh, and and Cylinder cruised into the race, but the race was certainly not won, and and Shinzo was far too good. So. Congratulations to uh, to Coolmore and Chris Waller and uh, Ryan Moore. And what about Cascadian? Didn't he? Didn't he throw down a big e big effort in the All Star Mile? It was uh, uh, he was huge. So no, it was that was that's terrific. Uh, three stakes winners on the day, and uh, and and our horses have run have run great races. Slipper day in general is the best day on the one of the best days on the on the calendar. So um, thrilled with Animo, and obviously to top it off with a really dominant win. 
how much confidence did you get out of that last race? When did you start to build confidence? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, good, it's always good to cap off a day and start early and, and ride well throughout these important days. But um, yeah, obviously it helps when you've got a, a, a rock star in Animo. Went to the lead at the 250. Short shorts, Cloudland back to the inside, but it's short shorts with a nice break. Short shorts inside the 150 is streaking clear, showing too much zip. Short shorts, short shorts wins the qualifier. Second is Cloudland, third Reggie's boy, Crackalacker. Great result. Um, you know, we all know she run, runs well fresh. Uh, you know, the, the track's been playing the front runners today, and you know, that worked in our favour. It was a runaway leader, and Alicia was forced to sort of cut the rest of the field up, but she just kept going at, at both ends there. Yeah, no, I think she was probably, uh, you know, easy to say now, class above uh, the others today. Um, you know, good effort uh, by the horse and a great ride by Alicia, letting that, uh, letting the, the front runner go and not chasing it too hard. Really great win. Obviously, we all know she's got a lot of ability, and it was really nice that the tearaway leader... It was nice to see her overcome that, get in behind them, relax and not try to overdo it and chase it too much. And Look, she is a runner. She came around the corner. She's always going to win. It was a really nice win. Uh, hopefully we can keep the ride now. OK, and let's go to Gosford on Thursday. Around the bend in front, here's Odette the Mare. She starts to let down on the outside at the 200. It's a Spirito just in front. Odette's coming at it. Kinlock and also joining in. Kyobi out wide. Odette hit the front. Kyobi is absolutely storming home over the top. And Kyobi wins the qualifier. Kyobi beat Odette. Third of Spirito, the poacher. Fourth next, Annulus. So Sam Cavanaugh's Kyobi favourite after mm. that very strong Gosford Heat, beating uh, favourite over short shorts. And True Crime, the other qualified horse, is in that market there as well. Both impressive, KOB yep. and, and Short Shorts mm. there. Now, uh, oh, let's go to Goulburn. Oh, there's the two races still to go. Wyong, next Saturday, and then the Wild Card. Now, let's go to uh, Goulburn. Here's the Southern Wild Card from Friday. Take the lead at the 350 to the nines in front from Gasonic. Then Burundana, I've been trying. Easy Rosie running on to the nines at the 200. He's two lengths in front to Burundana. To the nines in front from Burundana, I've been trying. To the nines still in front from Burundana, I've been trying. To the nines leads the line here. Tap and run, I've been trying late. I've been trying. I've been trying. Has nailed to the nines right on the line. He was screaming for the line. Third across the line. He screamed and he no one listened. Uh, now that horse I've been trying is now eleven dollars. The winner only out of that wild card goes through to the final on April one. Uh, it was well in the market in Kimberley Secrets and Test State Asylums uh, heat at Maruya. Akasawa from the Tamworth heat is the favourite, just edging clear of Testator Asylums now. Four fifty and five dollars. They were six dollars each or two for a while there, and they they really are the the two that should stand out at the moment. Yeah, I think the market's right. Uh, Talbragar will get his chance tomorrow. Now Scone was due to be run today, but 40, 41 degrees. They delayed at twenty four hours. A much more comfortable, say twenty nine thirty there tomorrow Monday for the Scone qualify. The winner in the wild card tomorrow is the last horse into the field. It's taking shape. And that's it. And that's it for a Sunday. 90 minutes. Back uh, next week to look at the Tancred and Binary Stakes program. Have a good week. Enjoy the rest of your weekend.